0: All right, so, um, can you tell me something I really didn't need to know? Hey, Mom, tell me something I didn't need to know. So how about let's learn something we really don't need to know?
1: Hi, everyone. Hi, guys. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Mary? Amazing. Awesome. It's a good day. Welcome to Tell Me Something I Didn't Need to Know. I'm Hannah Green. I am Mary Swartz. I'm Lynn Samuels. We are your... Girls of the Hour. Yeah, there you go. That is... I like that. Nice. Girls of the Hour. hour. it sounds almost tawdry.
0: We are almost tawdry. We're really on the verge.
1: Almost. We're almost tawdry. Yeah.
0: We're on the verge. We're we're getting ready to fall right over the tawdry edge. Nice. Thanks for spending some time with us, guys. Appreciate you. Today is February 13th. Hello. Yeah.
1: Happy Valentine's Day tomorrow to anyone that celebrates it. We hope that if you do not have a valentine, that you choose to be your own valentine and do something special for yourself. Oh, yeah. You know, buy yourself a rose, take yourself out for dinner, buy yourself a nice chocolate bar. Have a good bubble fondue. Yeah. Sure. Have a fondue. Sweet. Yeah. All right. So today we're drinking some
0: pineapple margaritas. Oh, they're yummy, yummy. They're pretty simple. Uh, it's tequila, it's pineapple juice, it's lime juice, and orange Caraco.
1: Yum, yum. They're yeah. pretty tasty. Yeah. Not mm-hmm. bad at all. We have a whole picture of them out there. Woohoo! Good. Keep I'm going need more. Good. I did not have any pineapple juice, so I substituted grapefruit juice. You could do it with grapefruit juice. I don't think it would be as good.
0: I'm joking. I
1: did not. Pink grapefruit.
0: Pink grapefruit, because it's not as tart. Yeah. I am uh, drinking coffee as usual because it's, it's earlier in the morning. Yeah. where you are.
1: Lynn yes. is in Arizona, so it's a little earlier there for her.
0: Yes. All right.
1: My word of the week: inspice. Oh, inspice. Inspice. Well, sate usually means like, like satiate is what I think of. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. of satiate. The inspa. After- inspa. Hmm. You would inspassate your gravy. Oh, is this thicken it? Yes.
2: Oh, nice.
1: I like that one because that's actually one I would use, inspassate. Yeah. I did not inspassate my gravy enough. Nice. I like it. That's Lay- like it's on the floor. It's running all over. Lynn, have you a word for us? I do. My word is groak. G-R-O-A-K. Groak. Groak. This is is the noise that a really, really old man makes when he goes to get out of bed. It's a cross between a groan and a croak. It's a groak. Why an old man? An old woman wouldn't make that noise. I'm just. No, we don't. No, we we don't. No. We age like fine wine. We don't groak.
0: A little sour.
1: (laughs) Quirk quirk gets stuck. Turned vinegar. (laughs) I said fine wine. Fine. (laughs) <laughs> not not three buck chuck mary got a definition for grok or are we sticking with hana's um i have absolutely not a clue ah all right i have heard this word but i can't how about you use it in a sentence okay she stood there groaking at me with a tear in her eye as i finished the last bit of delicious haggis oh complaining why no
0: dismay smay just staring at you in dismay.
1: Larry? No, opposite, you guys. With want. When someone is eating, staring at someone who's eating, hoping they will share with you. Oh. I was eating the last bit of it, and she wanted it. So she had a tear. Oh. God, won't you share that last bite of delicious haggis with me? It's Scottish, which is why I used haggis. I, uh, yeah, I was just thinking, okay, yeah, you can Scottish. have your haggis. Okay. All right.
2: Mine is
1: is Klingkant. 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 It is C-L-I-N-Q-U-A-N-T. So it looks like it should be Klingquant. Yeah. But it's not. It is pronounced Klingkant. Klingkant. I think it is to hold on to your money very tightly. That's as good as I've got. I've got it. absolutely
0: nothing for that one.
1: Well, let me use that. In, uh, let me use that Please in a sentence. sentence. All that is clinkant is not gold. Glittery. It means glittery to glitter like gold.
0: Oh, Good word. It is exactly. It
1: is glittering with gold and silver or tinsel.
0: Oh, I like that word. Yes. That's
1: a good word. Yeah. Clinkant. Sweet. Very good. All right. It goes with margaritaceous, which was pearl-like or pearly. We could have like, oh yeah, vibe-like colors. We should have like a little, I don't know, place we put these words. (laughs) Alrighty, besides in our brains. Okay, girls. Mary has a tidbit for us, I think. We all know that things get passed
0: along to members of the family. Oh yeah. Sometimes you want them, sometimes you don't. Sometimes you accidentally on purpose break them so that they don't get passed along again. Our family had some traditions that involved a traveling turtle, an extreme ugly doll, and one particular can of Spam.
1: Oh, yeah, I found it again
0: in my stocking. And not the same can. Thank God. (laughs) When your family has a tradition like that, there's usually some amusing stories that go along with it. Yes. The pair of New Hampshire brothers have been observing an unusual holiday tradition for more than... 30 years. They re gift the same box of candy every year for Christmas. Ryan Wasson said he gave a Christmas themed box of Lifesavers candy to his brother Eric as a joke in 1987 because he knew that Eric didn't like them. Eric Wasson said he kept the box of candy all year so he could give it back to Ryan the following Christmas, which started a tradition between the two boys that has persisted each year since. Being brothers, they are competitive, and neither one of them is willing to give in. They're always trying to one-up each other. And the two brothers say that their annual gifting has gotten very creative with some elaborate pranks that involve their family, some friends, occasionally a coworker, and sometimes the local sheriff's office. (laughs) What? I didn't get details. The original box actually melted one year, so it looks pretty darn sad. So what did the brothers do? What would we do? Get another one, of course. That's what they did. So now the brothers actually have the original box and a brand new box. And neither brother suggests that you try anything out of the old box. And I kind of wonder how long this is going to go on between the two of them. I'd like to know how creative they've gotten. I would too, but I couldn't find that. But oh my gosh, I like would love
1: to hear these stories. I it sounds amazing. like
0: they've had some amazing times with this. And it's kind of like, the fruitcake that you just never knew where you were going to find it.
1: I uh, learned something on the fruitcake. Yes. As I recall, I told you that the last time I remembered was put that it I. In a put couch? It in the couch. Yeah. yeah. I in it. No, no, he found it and returned it. Oh, you, you got it back. I did, but I didn't know when it's too late unless I go to that. And I'm sure they have found it now because uh, apparently he put it in a Ziploc baggie. And put it in the tank of our toilet in the guest bathroom. Oh my God. In your
0: other house? Or oh, this house? At some point, someone who
1: bought the house, I'm sure, after we sold it, they're
2: going to find a proof the toilet.
1: Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah. They're probably going to
2: call it
0: if, if they're not knowledgeable, they'll call the police because it's in the toilet tank. <laughs> oh my God, that's too funny.
1: That is hilarious. I do kind of want to think maybe because I I, I don't I don't think we've put new toilets in before we sold the house. I really cannot remember, um, but I don't believe we did. So I can't imagine we've been in this house five years that they haven't had to open the tank, but it is possible that no one's had to open that tank unless it started you know running because that's the only reason you'd open the tank
2: Pretty so much.
1: it is possible that i could go knock on the door and be like can, can i use your bathroom, bathroom? <laughs> jack oh my god that's funny or it. it would actually yeah. be really hilarious if you showed up explained the situation retrieved it and regifted oh, it back to him that would be funny too yes that would be that would
0: be awesome
1: that would be all right too funny that was an awesome story oh my god that's so great
0: i i love a feel-good secondhand story i know you guys do too we've had a couple of them so far but as far as i'm concerned these stories never get old no never ever ever get old so a man who lives in hawaii searches swap means for collectibles and he resells them on ebay He ended up reuniting a pair of Hawaiian brothers with photo albums and other precious mementos. So Manu Paguraga, who made headlines in May 2021 when he reunited a a woman with her 1950 yearbook and her high school diploma, said he was at the Aloha Stadium Swap Meet in Honolulu when he spotted several boxes that were for sale and they contained some valuable items including some military uniforms. So Manu brought it all and he took it home and he thought he could get a lot of money on eBay for some of this stuff. But as he went through the box, he came across the letters and that changed his mind. Because Manu had discovered the boxes that contained letters and photo albums that belonged to the Tanaku family. The treasure hunter said that he was able to get in contact with a family member with the power of social media. He ended up getting in touch with Gerald who gave him his address and his contact information so that everything could be returned to the family. Mm. So Gerald said the items likely ended up at the swap meet after his brother, Bert, was moved into an adult care home. He said his brother will be happy to re, be reunited with his military uniforms, and he also said that the letters and photos have become more precious over time. You see, the letters were addressed to his dad and from his dad, who had actually passed away several decades ago. And these kind of stories make my heart feel a little warm and
1: fuzzy. And I kind of like that. That's
0: awesome. very
2: cool. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I do like that. Mm-hmm. Me? Two. Any uh-huh. other tidbits, ladies? No, no other tidbit. I will tell you, I have a friend and it kind of started out almost as a joke. <clears throat> she um her name is Denise. And I don't think she listens, but if she does, hi, Denise. She started out collecting old photographs of women and paintings of women that she found in thrift stores. And she has a wall that she calls her abandoned woman's wall. And it's covered in all these paintings and photographs of old, old that she, women that she has found. And now it's kind of turned into when she goes to a thrift store and she finds photo albums or photographs, she tries to do genealogy and research them and actually find out who these people and their families are. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it's kind of taken on a life of its own now because people are like, Finding them for her and giving them to oh. her, and like people have left them under her windshield wipers, oh, and my God. like it's like become this whole oh, thing, yeah, yeah, which is kind of awesome. And so sometimes she'll take them and she'll like post like pictures of them on Facebook and say, you know, do you know who this person is? Does this person look familiar? Do you know, you know their family? You yeah, know? and so it is. It's kind of cool. So yeah, yeah, there are people out there that that's that is their passion. You have a story for us? I understand, Lynn. I do. I have a very interesting story. Lynn, tell us some as uh, some things. Okay. On this band essay, and I would you know do the Bruce Springsteen story, but we want our listeners to listen to this, so. Uh, so, ladies, what comes to mind when you think of foods or drinks that are not legal in the United States? Does anything come to mind? The very first thing that comes to mind is absinthe. Yeah. Like legit absinthe. Yeah. Okay. And uh, there is a a cheese. Okay. That I believe has live uh, maggot larvae in it, which is also not legal in the U.S.
2: So off the top of my head,
1: those are like the first two things that come to mind. Anything, Mary? The absence because of the alcohol
0: content. Um, no, there's really not much that the United States won't allow in the, in our country. Unless you're in California. There's a lot of things the other countries won't allow in theirs, but... Uh,
1: Interestingly enough, I would have thought so. Like when I started this, I started it because I read an article about a specific thing that wasn't allowed and it didn't make sense why it wasn't allowed and other countries had it. And when I thought about it and went to research it, I was thinking things that are like like uh animals that are endangered, like rhino, oh, like yeah, things like that. That's what um, I was thinking or, or, is yes, not legal in okay. the US. Right, or things that are poisonous, like the fugu, I think it's fugu or whatever dish that's really poisonous, if not serving. So that's kind of where I was thinking this was going, but I found a lot of things that for sometimes bizarre reasons, sometimes good reasons are not, but yeah, there's there's quite a few. So we're going to start off with haggis, which I mentioned. Haggis, which is the national dish of Scotland, has been banned in the United States since 1971. And while many people might be sad over the inability to enjoy this dish, I, I'm going to say I'm not missing it at all. Haggis. You tried it? <laughs> no, Mary, nor would I. Haggis <laughs> is a savory Scottish pudding made from sheep's heart, sheep's liver, and sheep's lung, mixed with suet, onion, stock, spices, and oatmeal, and then it's placed inside the sheep's stomach and boiled. Up a little bit in my mouth. Now you know why I said she could keep the haggis. Yeah, no, not gonna try it, Mary. Not, not okay. even remotely, not even a tiny. Oh, just tasting. You like it? No, thank you. No. I okay. just want you to know, Mary and I both just washed our mouths out with margarita. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah. Just thinking about it. Well, it is banned because it contains sheep's lung. And it's not just sheep's lung that's outlawed in the United States, but all livestock lungs because they could contain stomach fluid and pose a health risk. So legal or not, you would not find me groking at somebody eating a plate of haggis. Good job. That was good. Yep. Yep. So that's haggis. All right. Move is is on. From there, not only are their lungs not legal, but interestingly enough, if the sheep is British or the lamb, then all of its meat is illegal in the United States. How do they know if it's British? Does it? Does it talk with an accent? Yeah. Yes. Yes. It. 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 Uh, whatever sound they make, ba. It ba with an accent. It has a British accent to its ba.
2: It's more <laughs> like <bah. laughs> It drinks tea. It drinks tea with its
1: pinky up. Come on. And it has your milk and it's tea. And it says Cheerio. (laughs) And it asks to go out into the garden, not into the yard. Yeah, yeah. Well, and actually, the interesting thing is, it was illegal until last month. So due to mad cow disease, the USA banned all lamb meat or sheep meat from the UK in 1989. But just last month, in January, the lamb ban was lifted. And the lamb UK, man. yeah, the lamb man like Thank it.
2: You.
1: The lamb van was lifted and the UK sheep meat is once again back on the table. Yep, I loved that line. I just want to say five times lamb man, sheep meat back on the table. All right, moving on. Okay. Okay, so I think most people know our government does not like the idea of people drinking unpasteurized or raw milk due to the danger of E. coli and salmonella. If you're not from here, just know our government is very protective of its people. It will do anything to keep us safe. You said that with a straight face. I actually yeah. had people come in looking for unpasteurized milk at Health Hut. So Okay, so even if you live here now, you know, our government, it, no 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 they can't sell it it could make you sick so and they will do anything to keep you healthy yep so all right so here are some cheeses that are illegal mostly to the they're mostly due to them being made from unpasteurized milk right. Okay. So first we have e plus Ypres cheese is a French cheese that is less than 60 days old, is made from raw, unpasteurized cow milk. This soft, creamy cheese is described as highly delicious with a pungent odor and a delightfully mellow taste. And you can get eight ounces of it, not in the United States, but elsewhere, for only $25. Wow!
0: That better be some pretty damn delicious cheese and somebody else better be paying for it.
1: It is. It is supposedly very good, but just wait. Next up is Mont d'Or, an extremely rare cheese from Switzerland that is also made with unpasteurized cow's milk. This cheese is only made between August 15th and May 15th, and it's only sold between October and April due to how long they have to let it sit. According to Murray's Cheeses, One bite of Mont d'Or commands spontaneous exuberance. Yeah, spontaneous exuberance. Now there's a cheese that you might want to try if you're willing to pay uh, a mere $54 for 12 ounces of this heaven on a cracker. Again, not in the United States though. You'll have to leave the country to taste this fabulousness, this spontaneous exuberance.
2: So, yeah. All right.
1: All right. Lastly, on this, we have true camembert and brie. While there are American versions, true camembert de Normandy and brie de mou are illegal due to be made with unpasteurized milk and not being old enough. They are not aged long enough. King Louis XVI is rumored to have said his last wish was for a taste of Brie de Mou. If you want to taste a cheese fit for a king, you will need to buy a ticket and fly to Europe, though, because, again, you can't get it here. Making these cheeses, very pricey. All right. Casu Marzu is another cheese, but this one is not illegal because it's made from unpasteurized milk. There's another problem. This cheese is from Italy, and not is it only illegal in the United States, but all of Europe. It is also illegal in Sardinia where it's made. This does not seem to stop it from being made and eaten though. Eaten by people with rather questionable taste. Uh, Casu marzu literally means rotten cheese. First, the cheese maker makes pecorino, which is a cheese made from sheep's milk. Then after that, they place it outside with a hole cut into it, allowing cheese skipper flies to crawl in and lay eggs in the cheese. They then store it in a dark place where the maggots hatch and eat the cheese. They poop out the remains after they digest it. And finally, people eat the cheesy maggots while they're still alive. I didn't
2: oh, make, I did not. to so <laughs> so go I do eat maggot cheese. Oh. Yeah,
1: maggots. It is a it's a true thing, and they do. You're not eating the cheese around the maggots. You actually are scooping it up, maggots and whatever they've pooped out yep. together. Yeah, yeah. You have to eat that yeah. cracker real fast. Yep, because it's illegal to sell it. You actually have to know someone that makes it, and you're supposed to enjoy it as their guest because you can't sell it, but you can make it if you want to eat it yourself and share it with anyone who comes over. Didn't
0: say no, thank you.
1: Yeah, that's considered because this cheese is so spectacular to them. And it's like a thing. Say no is like smacking them upside the head. They'd probably not invite you back. So Sorry, I'm lactose intolerant. I wonder if Christopher Pagano has, would think that cheese was sexy. Could it replace Swiss cheese for him? Oh. I, don't <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Probably not because it would crawl away. No, it'd give it a little extra feel though, while it's there. (laughs) Oh God. Let's move on to chocolate. Kinder surprise eggs from the Italian company Ferrero started in 1974. These hollow chocolate eggs with a small toy in the center are popular in Germany, Russia, and the UK, but not here in the United States because they have never been imported here due to an FDA law that prohibits any food item from containing an embedded toy. See, in the center of the chocolate egg is an inedible toy. I know, chocolate. I used to
0: sell them at Walgreens. But
1: well, you didn't sell actual I'm Kinder not- eggs. You I sell a knockoff Kinder egg. Yes, yes. And I'll explain that. So, Okay. Okay. it's yeah. illegal. In 2017, though, a Kinder egg with no toy in the center was allowed to be imported. So, it's not the real Kinder egg. It's one where they, they had to say, okay, people really want to try these chocolates. They're so fabulous. So we will make a United States version that doesn't have the toy in the middle. So people can't give it to a kid and the kid can't suck the toy down and choke on it. So, yeah. Now, some people want the real kinder egg and they, you know, leave the country and come back and want to bring them with. If you're caught trying to bring a kinder egg into this country, the fine can be up to per egg. Oh. Yeah. So they really discourage the importing of these. So yeah, don't, don't do it. Not worth it. All right. Next, Cadbury chocolate. If you ever buy Cadbury chocolate in Europe and also in the United States and compare them, you will notice there's a huge, huge difference in the taste. In the 80s, Hershey paid $300 million to buy the rights to Cadbury chocolates to sell in the United States. And even though they produce the chocolates under the Cadbury name, they make it using a different recipe than the chocolate in Britain. Then in 2015, Hershey actually took legal action to ban the UK from importing their Cadbury chocolates here. So they can't sell them in competition. And people who have tasted both, say there's a huge difference. The US version, not nearly as good.
0: No, the, I've had Cadbury.
2: Mm-mm.
1: Yeah, the Cadbury version, the UK version of Cadbury is said to be creamier, smoother, with a lovely aftertaste, while the US version is chalkier, not as smooth. With a more bitter aftertaste. So it's no wonder they wanted the UK version banned from here. Because once you have something really good, you're probably not buying the crap they're selling you. So right. So those of you who live out of country and have had good Cadbury, if you come here and do not buy Cadbury here thinking you're getting the same thing, you will be unpleasantly surprised. All right. How about cyclamate? Have you ever heard of cyclamate? No. Yeah, probably not. It is a synthetic artificial sweetener that was developed in 1937. It's 30 to 50 times sweeter than sugar with no aftertaste. It's also stable under heat, allowing it to be used in baking. If it sounds great, why aren't we using it? Well, it was banned in 1969 after a study of rats claimed it caused cancer in the rats. Rats claimed it caused cancer? No, the study of using it on rats claimed that the cyclamate caused cancer in the rats. Okay, so, If I didn't say that clearly. So yeah. So they gave the rats cyclamate, the rats got cancer. They said cyclamate causes cancer. The study was later disproven and it's widely used around the world, but the FDA has not bothered to lift the ban. So we have a sugar substitute that could be used that, you know, perhaps would be better for us because 30 to 50 times sweeter than sugar means you've cut your sugar consumption way, way back, but you know, so, all right. Um, Another product used around the world is Tonka beans, Tonka beans. This is actually the first one I had heard that was used around the world. The chefs here were like, yeah, why can't we use it again? So these legumes come from South America and they taste of vanilla, almond, and cinnamon. As I said, the chefs around the world love it. FDA de- yeah, FDA declared them illegal in 1954 due to the chemical compound Coumarin that they contain. The FDA outlawed all food products that contained Coumarin because it has been linked to liver damage in high quantities. Now, there's a couple problems. First, coumarin poisoning uh, has only been noted in humans in clinical settings where high doses have been given for medical reasons like cancer. That's the only human trials. The rest of the trials are with animals, and it was also given in extremely large doses that we would not get. Mm-hmm. And coumarin, it's found in cinnamon, green tea, and even carrots. And none of those are banned. Yeah. In France, they love tonka beans so much, they actually have tonka bean fever, like it's used all over the place. So if you uh, are in another country again, you've probably uh, experienced tonka beans and they're wonderful when they're used and you can't have them here. Occasionally a chef will use them, get busted and fine from the FDA. So, all right, Uh, we're gonna move on to some other cooking things, Uh, mustard oil. Mustard oil is common in Indian cooking, popular in China, Russia, and South Asia. Real mustard oil is the fat extracted from the mustard plant. Although it's not banned in the U.S., it must be labeled external use only. This is because it contains a fatty acid called erucic acid, and a study in the 1950s suggested, suggested, that it might have a role in heart disease. It's important to note this study as with many other was only on animals. So the actual effects on humans, not well-known, but you know, let's just ban it here too. So, but that one, at least they allow in and market for external use. So you can find it, it'll be marked. And then what you do with it once you get at home, whether you, you know, use it for external or internal uses, all up to you. All right. Mirabelle plums are a small sweet plum grown in the Lorraine region of France, considered a protected origin food. Now I looked up protected origin foods and tried to understand them. And basically it means that in order to be called something, it must only be grown in that region. And then we have import laws with France that say, for some reason, we will not import these plums. I don't quite understand why. Um, I read something that said the plums are very delicate and hard to ship. And I'm like, what would a law have to do with that? So I'm not quite sure about that. But anyhow, we cannot get them here in the United States. However, you could buy the plant for $45. I found it online plus shipping and grow your own. But again, because it's called a protected origin food. If you grow it here, like champagne, it can only be come from a certain area. So... If it does not come from the Lorraine region, you cannot call it a Mirabelle plum. So if you buy a Mirabelle plum plant and you grow one, it's no longer a Mirabelle plum. Now it's a Mary-bell plum or a Bell plum. Or a mini-bell plum. (laughs) Or a mini-bell plum, so yeah, it's a new plum. All right, another fruit uh, is the fresh akee fruit and it's illegal to import it here. A key is actually the national fruit of Jamaica. It's related to a lychee, and it grows on evergreen trees and is said to taste a bit like cheese. It's wild. cheese? Cheese, Cheese? yes, cheese. And cheese has a wide variety of tastes, so I don't know what you just thinking. Kind of cheese, so it just said it tastes like cheese, and since we can't get a fresh a key fruit here, we won't know unless we go travel to go taste one. So I'm not interested. Give me your passports, ladies, we're going to Jamaica. I am not actually interested in finding out what kind of cheese since I don't care for cheese. And uh, so, but it's widely used in Jamaican and African food. And similarly to a tomato, even though it's technically a fruit, they use it as a vegetable. So The unripe a key fruit contains a high level of hypoglycin, which can cause vomiting, coma, and even death, which is why the fresh fresh a key fruit is illegal to import here. Now, canned and processed a key fruit is legal in the United States if the company is approved by the FDA. Because even the canned fruit, if not prepared properly, can make you ill. So only certain companies who have proven that they know what they're doing can do it. So if you want to taste in a key fruit, you can find it canned. Uh, I don't know where. So so you might want to try that. But maybe even though it says fruit, I wouldn't make a margarita out of it. Mary. Margarita. Mm, yum, yummy. Mary, Mary might want to try that. Nope, I'm guessing not.
0: Why? Why me? Why would I want to try that?
1: Uh, I don't know, because you're more adventurous than us. Because
0: you,
1: you took a second sip of a nasty alcohol in order to try to describe it to me.
0: I did. I did that for you.
1: So yeah. So um, I would like to know what an Aki Maria tastes like, Mary.
0: I'll get all. I'll get right on that.
1: I will find it and ship it to you. The fruit. All right. Okay, let's move on to another alcohol, absinthe, as you mentioned. Now, interestingly enough, absinthe has a very, um, I think mean, people have heard of it, but there's a lot of myths around it and a lot of things like you thought it had a higher alcohol content before and now it's here without a higher alcohol content. And Um, Other people have thought different things about it. So absinthe is interesting. It's an alcohol from spirits and botanical. It's flavored with wormwood, anise, and fennel. It It originated in Switzerland, and it actually has a high alcohol volume of 60 to 70% and has been around for a long time. In 1912, the U.S. and several other countries banned absinthe, claiming it made people crazy and criminal. They said it caused them to have seizures and other things, but this was based on a study conducted by a French doctor in the early 1900s who studied alcoholics, and he compared to them, compared alcoholics to some animals that he gave wormwood oil to, which the animals had seizures after the wormwood oil. He determined that it was the absinthe, because absinthe has wormwood oil that is causing seizures and people to act poorly when they drink too much of it. He later decided that it's actually a pound in the wormwood oil called Ujone. And the fact that he didn't like drinking and he felt absinthe was destroying the whole country was not taken into account. They were just like, oh yeah, his study, good study, let's ban it. So in 2007, the absinthe ban was actually lifted, but the amount of thujone in it is regulated and all absinthe sold in the U.S. must have less than 10 micrograms per kilogram of thujone, making it less potent than the absinthe of old. So it wasn't the alcohol content, it's whatever the thujone in the wormwood oil is. So it's interesting because I Mm -hmm. sell wormwood oil and tinctures and extracts at work. And so, you should, you, is it pure? It is pure. You should look at like, uh, if they list the thujone oil, because maybe it has to do with that. So I don't know. So, I don't know if it's listed or not, because it's, um it's just a, it's just wormwood. You know what I mean? It's pure wormwood, wormwood, wormwood
2: extract. I didn't wormwood, know what it was.
1: Oil. I had to look it up because to me, wormwood sounds like a wood. It's not a wood. It's actually a plant. Yes. So why they call it wormwood, I don't know. It's a green little plant. So, um, well, we sell it. A lot of people use it as a a cleanse or detoxify. Yeah. Yeah. So. So, so yeah, and they're doing fine. So the absinthe, it's just another thing where people a long time ago, you know, had a problem and they didn't like it. And, my guess is because they said of the high alcohol content and how sweet right. absinthe is, because they used to drink it with sugar, like they had an absinthe spoon. Yeah, you would melt, burn the sugar, melt the sugar or whatever. Yes, yes. And they had the whole thing. But people would drink large quantities of it. Well, if you drink large quantities of any alcohol, it's going to uh, create problems. So, you know. So, yeah, I think absinthe got a bad rap. Oh, kind of like Moonshine one, used to. Yeah, the next one. I think the bad rap was so well deserved. This last one, when I read it, I was like, who the heck? Four Loco. Four Loco hit the scene in 2010. This hyper caffeinated alcoholic drink was coined as Blackout in a Can. Well, that's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. That's what the nickname for it was Blackout in a Can. It was reported to have twice as much caffeine as two Red Bulls. And the alcohol equal to four beers. That's in one can of this. That's insane. Yes. So one reporter drank two of them for a story. His heart rate went from normal to 198. Oh, my God. Minutes. Yeah. Yeah, it was a problem. After a couple people died from a heart attack after drinking these, the legislators decided that four loco was a problem and the FDA banned them. They are still legal in other countries, and they have a huge, huge fan base in China. But in the United States, they're still for sale, but with no caffeine, because obviously they realize caffeine and alcohol do not work well together. Right. To Callie Watts, editor of Bust magazine, and this is a direct quote, now it's just like any other fruity malt liquor. It doesn't really have that same authentic fucked upness as it did before. Zima, anyone? Remember Zima's? Yeah. That I think we still make them. Oh,
2: God.
1: Yeah. So, so yeah. You, however, can make your own, obviously, buy an energy drink, throw in a couple shots of vodka, and you've got the same thing. You just yeah. can't sell it to you that way. So, yeah, because it's stupid. Wow. And, and our government wants to keep us safe. You'll keep telling yourself that. All right. The last one I have for you is mate de coca. It's a tea made from coca leaves. So when people hear coca leaves, many, of course, think of cocaine. While cocaine is made from coca leaves, that's like saying meth is made from allergy or cold medicine. We're not going to say allergy or cold medicine is bad just because of that. And coca leaves on their own are a mild stimulant comparable to coffee. Studies have shown they are not addictive. They are actually used to wean drug addicts off of narcotics, and they're also used in several countries to relieve altitude sickness. Coca leaves were banned in 1961 based on a poorly done study in 1949. At the time, the FDA actually knew the leaves were not bad or addictive, but they still banned them. And the argument that the leaves shouldn't be imported as tea or for any other thing to make cocaine is really not a strong argument as you would actually need, and then this number is not wrong, you guys, 800,000 or more tea bags to make a kilogram of cocaine.
0: Oh,
1: holy shit. Yeah, so it's just one of those things. And I learned about that one because I was going to go to Peru uh, right when COVID hit. I'd already right. bought tickets and everything. And uh, my mm. friend said, when you're there, have the tea. It will really help with altitude sickness. And I was like, I had the same thought. I was like, coca leaves? Isn't that like cocaine bad? And she explained it. And I researched it uh, before I was going to go over there and discovered you know, not bad. And then I was like, why is the government banning these to keep us safe? But we can eat all the red number seven we want. Yep. We Top can. Like candy. Have- wow. Good story, Lynn. Thank so you. Lots of, lots of very cool information in there. Yes. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. So if you ever go to other countries, it's, you know, good to have a list of things you might want to try while not in the United <laughs> States. Absolutely. Yeah. Just don't bring any of it back. <laughs> well, thanks to all who stopped by and lent us their ear. We hope that you have enjoyed Lynn's story today with us. You can find us on Facebook at tell me something I didn't need to know or at tmsidntk at at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter. Um, if you have suggestions, ideas, comments, Stories, stories, stuff we need to know. Experiences that relate to the stories we've done that you'd like to share with us. Share them. Send Send them our our way. way. Yeah. If you know something that's banned that I I didn't uh, mention, or you live in another country and have consumed any of those things and want to share, we'd love to hear it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. If you've enjoyed your short stop with us, please feel free to follow the podcast. Leave us a rating and a review. It literally takes you less than 60 seconds and it means the world to us. It helps other people find us and it tells us how we are doing. You can find us pretty much everywhere. Yeah, we are. We're everywhere. If you know of a streaming platform that we're not on, feel free to message us or email us. Let us know and we'll work to get there. Oh yeah. So until next week,
0: guys, we love you. Have an awesome week. Enjoy your holiday. And stay mischievous.
2: Bye. Bye.
3: i oh,